<laughs> all right. All right. We are live right now with Rod Costa. Now, Rod, the reason why I first heard about you, the reason why I wanted to get you on, because when I first heard about you, uh, was my buddy went to the uh, caught your last event at Eternal, and yeah. then he watched your fight against J- Justin Vanderheen. And I went yeah. online and watched it, and I thought to myself, holy shit, the dude's got, <laughs> man, you've got hands. But then <laughs> I, 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 look, I look back for your record, and I was like, holy crap, this guy's done BJJ for years. He's got a history of winning by uh, a submission. And I thought yeah. to myself, you normally win by submission. So first question I wanted to ask you right off the bat, was the game plan to knock him out in the first round, the original game plan for your last fight? <clears throat> No, no, it it wasn't to 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 knock him out. Um, the game, the game, like because I have such a, a grappling background, um, I've been working a lot with, with my coach uh, on stand up, right? Uh, so Ben Vick has been working on my hands a lot. I train with, with some some killer guys standing up, you know, like Jack Della, Jack Becker, Josh, mm-hmm. um, Ryan Gray, who's been you know the Eternal Champ for, like in the past. So I trained with a lot of uh, Danny Mini team and, he, uh, you know, champion Muay Thai guy is that scrappy there sparring all the time. So I trained with a lot of good guys um, in striking. Uh, a lot of guys that beat me up. So we've been focusing on trying to get me comfortable, comfortable there, you know, and, and improving that area to catch up with, with, with the grappling, you know. So the game was the game plan wasn't to, to um, just strike, but it was definitely to uh, not rush for the takedown, you know, if that makes sense. So I didn't, if, if he presented a takedown to me or if I, if I thought he was there, like an easy shot, or if in the process of trying to strike, he hurt me, of course, I'll, I'll go back to, to what I want to do, the, what I'm, what I'm um, more natural at, you know, which is the grappling. But um, if, if I keep avoiding striking forever, you know, it, it'll never catch up. So uh, the, the, yeah, the game plan was to go out there, fill it out, see if I can get comfortable and and uh, and, and get more experience on on striking, and eventually take it to the floor. You know, uh, when the opportunity came. It's a solid way of putting it. Uh, now, yeah. you've got incredible history in martial arts. I mean, looking down, you've spent all those years in BJJ, and you've had all those profiles. But one thing I couldn't find uh, much information on was your amateur career. Now, um, usually, no, number one, uh, is, is for some reason, I just uh, I, you, one of my most go-to uh, places or sources of information to find about fighters is usually Sherdog because it usually yeah. lists their amateur career and all that. So yeah. that I couldn't find. Could you give me a little bit of insight yeah. into your amateur career and how you first started competing in <clears throat> MMA? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, so I, I, I was training with, um, with, the, with some friends, uh, always focusing on jiu-jitsu and mm-hmm. at the gym that I was at at the time uh, before I moved to Brazil I, I lived in Brazil for, for a little bit the last three four years mm-hmm. so before I moved to Brazil I was at a gym that they, they had um, they had some guys firing some some boxes some some MMA guys and I always enjoyed that part as well so I, I used to jump in on the sparring and do a boxing class here and there to, to get to just to, to, to uh, obviously learn but it's just sometimes when you're training so much jujitsu or grappling, um, you kind of like, I wanted to, to get something a little bit fresher, learn something a little bit new, you know, so, and it was a way to keep my cardio up and, 
and have fun at the same time. So I used to always jump on the sparring with the guys and, and, um, and then I think, I think one day I was just, uh, I'll, I'll do a fight. I did a, I did my first fight. Um, uh, I don't even know when it was. I think it was 2000, I think it's 2014 or something. Uh, so I did my first uh, C-class fight. And then I just kept, you know, like I kept doing jiu-jitsu. And whenever I had a break, um, I'll maybe do another fight. Um, so it's basically like that. I didn't really train that much for, for, for the amateur fights, you know. Um, and I had six six amateur fights. Oh, yeah, okay. so I... Uh, I um, no, no, I had five amateur fights, sorry. Five, five so I won, I won four. Yeah, I won four fights and I, and I lost one to to Dan Jones. Uh, and then I fought Dan Jones again as a pro and I lost that too. So I got two losses to him. Um, one as a pro and one as, a, as an amateur. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't nothing planned, you know. Like let, let me get these amateur fights out of the way to, to see if I can uh, turn pro. It was just literally in between my my jujitsu. Um, I, I jumped in there and it's just competition. I like to compete, you know. And I just wanted to do like, yeah, I just wanted to do a couple of fights. Yeah. Now I'm taking a little bit more serious, but back in the day, that that's how, it, yeah, that's how it was. That's uh, that's good to hear, man. Thanks for clearing that up, yeah. by the way. I appreciate that, yeah. uh, especially when it comes to doing these uh, in uh, podcasts or at least speaking to fighters. The last thing I want to do yeah. is get that shit wrong. So I'm glad we cleared yeah. that gap. Now, yeah. the, uh, what I really want to just, just to clarify as well, you said the the sure dog, and um. My my record on the show dogs is, is wrong, you know, and I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to um, I'm trying to correct that because, be, like when I came back from Brazil, my record was zero and two, and like I said, I lo- like my two my two losses before this this last few fights I started doing was from um, from Dan Jones. I fought him twice, and I fought him once it was amateur three three minute rounds, mm. uh, no elbows in in like in Midland, and then the second was a pro fight three five minute rounds at Battle Colossal. And they, and used to be that the amateur fighters are as amateur, and then the pros are at pro as it should be. And then I think they have some connections with Sherdog or whatever. And the the Jones brothers they they changed that, so they put two both fighters as pro. So my, my record as I when I came back was zero and two, which uh, should be zero and one as a pro, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, correct. So my record, that, that, the the two losses from Dan Jones still as a pro on on topology and on Sherdog, which I, I lost as fights. I accept that. There's no problem with that, but. One of them was definitely an amateur. One, one was um was a pro fight. So um, I my record officially is four and three now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on sure dog, but it should be yeah. four and two. You know, yeah. just to clarify that. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you, that actually does make a lot more sense. Just I just quickly scrolled over to it. You're right. Hopefully they do yeah. get around to correcting that because that's important. You know, that's your record. That's not something yeah. you want to um mistake. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Uh, and because you can like the records is a funny thing, right? You can look at my record. Yeah. And it's four like four and three. And if you if you don't know that the 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 other Dan Jones fight should be amateur, right? But it could, um, like before I fought Justin Van Hayden, You know, I I heard some people saying it, t- talking about my record because I'm three and three, and you know. <laughs> but yeah. if you look at those, like, and I, I'm not trying to pat me on the back or anything, but if you look at all of my fights, both fights with Dan Jones, even I accept those fights and there's a loss. I'm not trying to make any, any excuse or anything. Both of those fights are really, really close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you can, I bet you can even ask them and they will tell you he won, but they were close fights. If the judge gave to the, to me or to him, I, I'll think no one will call robbery, right? Personally, I think I won the first fight and I think he won the second one. 
but um, but that's fair enough. I accept the, the results. And then the 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 second loss, which you should be four and two, my second loss is to Khan, you know, which I think if you understand anything about MMA and you're not from his family, you think I won as well. So like, I think records are a little bit misleading, you know. But yeah, yeah my, my records it? are the best. Well, uh, you said not to pat yourself on the back. Well, I, I am because, I mean, again, not to get too much in a record, but one thing you've got to look at is your performances really do bloody speak for themselves because I'm not, I'm one of those uh, spectators as like, I don't like to leave it up to the judges. I mean, I'm not a fighter, but yeah. I always say, don't, don't ever leave it up to the yeah. judges. Get in there, get it done. And that's something that yeah. you do specifically. Like, for example, a fight against David Krill, First round submission, fight against Rafael Viches, first round submission, fight against Jamie Hunt, third round knockout. That's, you know, there's yeah. no clean, that's the most clean cut you can get. So, and then yeah. the recent one was like a first round knockout, which is phenomenal as well. Uh, that's a yeah, highlight. Thank real. You. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're welcome, man. Uh, Got to yeah. give credit where, credit where it's due. Anyway, um, yeah. so now that we clear that up, one, I wanted to really yeah. ask you about your BJJ uh backgrounds and so uh without uh, let's uh give the viewers like a little bit of uh, insight so how did you get involved in the sport um oh, look i'm from brazil so um you know i knew about jiu-jitsu uh it's a very common story my my, my dad introduced me to the to, i saw that choke documentary with hicks and gracie with my dad when i was really young and my dad used to like to watch fights and, and things like that and that's how i got in, uh, involved in it and um and then when I moved over to Australia, um, I, I was a kid, like I, I didn't really follow through with, with a lot of the stuff, you know, so I start one thing and then, and then stop halfway through. So I, I like always had in the back of my mind that I want to start training, but I never really took the, the step to go in and sign up to a gym and go in and do everything. So I started a little bit late when I was 21. I just, after years thinking about doing it and not, not actually going through, I caught, mm-hmm. I messaged one of my friends, we went together uh 2010 and then i like he quit after two weeks and i i never stopped training since then so yeah that's that's how i got involved but yeah through through my, my dad I, I i got interested about it and then and then he in australia started training oh okay so you said you started training when you were 21 21 yeah very yeah, very late like, most like most high level black belts they're probably black belts already by like 20 21 maybe 19 you know so i started very late yeah. Well, man, I started the same time. I've only been doing it literally for just over a year now. And yeah. um, they... <laughs> it is. Well, because yeah. I'll tell you, uh, this is, I mean, this isn't about me. Obviously, this podcast is about you. But I got bit by the bug when I competed in my first competition, which was in February this year at the AMA, which yeah. was the white belt only competition. And I got fucking mauled. And then yeah. it, I took about two days off because my elbow was just absolutely fucked because I got arm bar like four times in a row. And then, yeah. and, and then that's how you, yeah. that's how you, um, that's how you grow though, because you, yeah, you make sure. mistakes and then you learn from your yeah. mistakes and then you, you get better. Losses for sure. I'll yeah, tell you about good. my first comp. I, I, um, yeah. I started training in Feb of 2010. Mm-hmm. And I think it was March there was a comp. Or, or, or maybe I started training March and April there was a comp, something like that. I remember yeah. I started training a month later there was a comp, I signed up. And then I went in the comp. My first match, I, I caught the guy with the triangle in like 30 seconds. And then by that time, I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a genius. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to win this. Like, this, like 
I was so full of myself. And in the second match, on the first match, I just destroyed the guy. The second match, I, uh, like, the whole match, like, I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I was in guard. It seems like I was in guard the whole match. And there was one advantage on the board. And then one of my teammates back in the day kept telling me, like, you're up, you're up. Don't do anything. You're good. And then when, when time went, ran up, I thought the ref was going to raise my hand and you raised the other guy's hand, you know? So I lost my second match. And I was so down, man. I was, <laughs> I was so depressed. I'm like, I have to do the next comp because I have to, you know, like I have to, to, to make this good, you know? But yeah, the, the, the feelings of losing just make you want to train harder and harder. It's definitely what puts you up, you know? <laughs> but I just remember that, that was, it was a good, um, good story. I was just so devastated. <laughs> Well, it's good that you brought that up because those moments, I believe, are most important to a fighter. Like, um, there's a saying like the the, the fa- your, our failures are you know are are our biggest lessons. And I kind of feel like you know, in order for you to get better, you have to keep constantly failing. You have to keep losing in training. So when it comes yeah. to game day, you it's better to tap out on the mats than, you know, like tap out in the ring. I think that's one yeah. of the best things that someone told, uh, someone told me in the sport. And then, uh, so now you... Yeah, like the, the losses, if, if, if you, it, it kind of shows who you are because like what, what I think what happens the most is if you, if you can't deal with your losses and can't use it to get better, you're either going to quit or you're gonna get better, right? That, there's there's two uh, two ways. So some people like might take that experience that you did, and you know you, you didn't do that well, and might just be like, oh man, this is not for me. I, you know, I'd rather like I'll do something else, so I'll just keep training and not compete again. Or like that person will have the mentality like, nah, I enjoy this. It was a good challenge. I, I need to you know let me try to get better instead of shying away from it. So yeah, I, I agree on that 100. Awesome. Now. Um... So you've been, let's fast forward to today. Uh, how long have you been practicing BJJ for? Uh, so 2010, uh, so around 11 years in a bit. Yeah. 11 years. Oh, wow. So you passed the 10-year point. That's good to hear. Because uh, yeah. normally, and you're a brown belt, yes? I'm a black belt. I got my black belt. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I got a black belt 2019 April from uh from Felipe Pena in, in Brazil. Yeah, very nice. What well I mean, and now you're running your own yeah. show at Acosta Academy. Yeah, so I, I moved back from Brazil end of 2019, mm-hmm. uh, and we've been open since June 2020. Yeah, so it, it's about a year we've been open, a year and a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. So, tell me about the little, the process of opening up your own little gym. What was that like for you? Um, my plan was actually to open up later, but w- what happened was I was living in Brazil and, um, I had a, a pretty serious injury and I, I was out for a little bit and that just got me thinking, Oh, I'm like, I was, I think at the time I was maybe 30 or 31. I, I don't know. Um, and, um, my goal is to still stay in Brazil a few more years, maybe two, three more years than, than what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that injury just just made me think a little bit, and then I decided to come back a little bit earlier, and, and um, yeah, and 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 just um, and just um, yeah. Sorry, some kids came in for the kids class, but uh, yeah, I, I just decided to come back a little bit earlier, just because of that, to be honest. Guys, I'm I'm in a meeting. I'll talk to you later. Um, yeah, and just to um, the injury made me maybe uh, think a little bit more and and, and change the plans a little bit. Um. 
I think I think yeah, it was it was hard for me. It was it was, it was really hard decision because I, I still I, I think I was in the best phase I was competing wise. You know, I was training with with a lot of tough guys in Brazil, learning a lot, and uh, you know, arguably training under the best guy um, around. You know, best pound for pound guy, and. Um, yeah, but I, I was caught in between, like, do I keep competing uh, or do I start the next process of my life, you know, which which is uh, the gym and, and making the business and, and putting the effort into that, which I still can compete with the gym, but it, it's a different focus, you know. So, yeah, it was, it was a bit weird, but, yeah, oh, that's what made me come back a little bit earlier. And, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good that you mentioned that as well because you competed yeah. quite a fair bit. You've rolled with a substantial amount of guys. Now, looking um, in your MMA history, you competed at featherweights. What was it? I, I know that the weight categories are usually different across sport. So yeah. you competed at MMA featherweight. What were you competing? What was your weight category in uh, BJJ? Yeah. I, that's a good question. So in in, uh, in jiu-jitsu, you have to weigh in, and, and you, you probably fight maybe half an hour after you weigh in, right? And I've, I've fought, like, lighter in, in jiu-jitsu than I have in MMA. So uh, to give you an example, like, 2012 was the first Worlds I did, uh, the first World Championships in jiu-jitsu. I fought at 70 kilos with a gi, right? And then um, and then my first the first medal I got at, at the Worlds, I fought at, at uh, Purple Belt 2014. I got third, and I fought at seventy again. But then that 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 one where, where I got third, I fought a lot of people that are a lot bigger than me. You know, I was just coming off of my training camp. I didn't diet or anything. I was fit, but um, I was the lighter guy there. Everyone was cutting weight, even though you fight on the same day. People still cut a lot of weight. You know, so um, did you did you have to cut me, much weight? Sorry. I, I, I had to cut nothing. I was I, I I was walking around 70, 71 maybe. You know, and. Uh, so then I um then maybe but because like I, I like I'm not making I didn't lose because of the weight I lost because the guy was better than me but he they were still bigger than me and uh, made me go down you know so in 2015 I went down to 64 so 64 with the gi so it was around I was 70 63 kilos you know and that's a lot lighter than what I fight today featherweight 66 so um I I like, I make weight easy like easy I just train hard and then maybe a week. Now, two weeks before the fight, I start watching what I eat and I lose a couple of kilos in the sauna. You know? I make weight easy. Very, very easy for me. That's good to hear because yeah. only some of the fighters I've spoken to, yeah. like weight cutting is a bit of a grueling process. And it's, uh, you know, some guys use the hot bath, some guys use the sauna, yeah. some guys use the sweatsuits. So, yeah. When it comes to uh, competing in MMA, do you, what's, what's, uh, what's the weight cut like and how do you do it? Is it the same as yeah, yeah, like I said, it's, e- it's easy for me. I, I just just on the process when it, when uh when a fight gets booked, you just amp your training up a little bit more. I talk about this with, with my MMA coach all the time, Ben Vickers. Is um like the guys that do well is the guys that, that don't do training camps. You gotta be training the whole time, you know. We have we have for example uh, Jack Della. He, he's uh he's about to fight at the Contender Series, mm-hmm. White. And he, he's never not training. He's always there if he's got a fight or not. You know, that's, that's the experience I have watching him. Um, Jack Becker, my, my teammate, is the same thing. And all the all the guys that are the high level, highest levels that I know, they, they, they don't do training camps. Like, you amp up a little bit and then you train a little bit more, but you always keep training. So that, that's what happens with me. When I, have, when I book a date, I just amp up the training a little bit. It's a little bit more intense. And your weight just drops down naturally, you know? And then... Um, 
two weeks before the the, the fight, I um I start eating a little bit healthier. I, I'm already eating healthy, but I start um eating less portions, you know, like less food, and then uh, the weight drops down a little bit more because of that. And then the week of the 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 week of the fight, maybe I have three kilos to lose, and I I leave like a couple of kilos to a kilo and a half to lose in the sauna, you know. So um yeah, for me it's easy. I know I know people that, that struggle a lot, and um but I could I could fight Ben and Wade, you know, it would just be a struggle, and I don't want to go through that unless it's a big opportunity. But I I should I think for my frame, I should be fighting I could be fighting at Ben and Wade, you know. But I don't feel I don't feel weak, so I don't think there's any. I don't think I'm missing anything at the moment, you know, by fighting a featherweight. And it's more enjoyable (laughs) being able to eat whatever you want. Yeah, I think I'm glad it's good that you brought that up because some of the guys I tell me, like weight cutting, like I said, again, it's a growing process. But I feel like based on the fighters that I've spoken to, uh, the ones who are actually fighting at a natural weight, you know, they don't have to... uh, what is it, disrupt the body or fluctuate their weight yeah. as much? You usually feel like they're best on game day. Do you agree with that? I do. I do for sure. Um, there is something to say, man, about going through the process of, of uh, losing weight because you have to dedicate so much. You know, you, you have to put those extra hours of cardio. You have to do extra running. You have to do extra training. Otherwise, the weight doesn't go down, right? So there is something to say about that and being and, and uh, having the extra cardio to to. To yourself and and then it gives you confidence knowing that um first you dedicated that much and second that you are maybe you're a little bit bigger than someone else you know um but i don't know man i think i think i've just competed so much i've, I've trained um mostly with heavier guys my whole life like in, in brazil most of my training partners you know like pan is about 90 something kilos like servio uh one of my another good teammate of mine he's 80 something so most of the guys that, that I'm there training day to day, they're they're massive. So I don't, I, I'm comfortable with, with someone being a little bit bigger than me. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. So I'll rather, um, you know, like yeah, feel better because it's not it's not really just the the wake up, right? The wake up does it suck? It does, but I think that I think most people would, would agree with me. The the worst thing is doing the training camp without being able to eat as much as you want, you know? Mm. It's not really just, the last week sucks, but like, it always sucks, you know? You like, you have to, if you, if you have to lose two kilos, three kilos, four, it always, it's never fun, you know? But like, like during the, the let's say you do a six week camp, right? You prepare yourself for six weeks. Um, if, if, if that whole time you have to, to limit your, your calorie intake, it's just, it's, suff- it's suffering, you know, it's not fun. So I think that's the reason why I'm not, I'm not cutting more. It's just, just for, for that reason, I, I feel like I'm more, it's more enjoyable for me doing the training camp, um, being a little bit heavier in, in my natural way. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's Does that make sense? That makes complete sense, yeah, really. It's more like the, the actual, the, the weeks of training that, that you have to like, already lower your calorie intake, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of feel like it also maximizes the training camp, which reinforces the importance of the training camp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's, that's 100%. You feel better. You train better. You know, it's, um, you might be a little bit lighter on the game day. And, and if, if in your head, that doesn't matter. You know, if in your head, like, because some people, if, if the other person's bigger than you, they feel intimidated or they feel like, oh, I need to be the strong guy. I, I don't care about that, you know? So if, if, if in your mind you don't think that matters, I don't think it will, it will matter in the fight, if that makes sense. So 
if you don't let that bother you and that creep in into your head, is who cares if you couple of kids a lot or you know? Um, that's good. That's actually really good to hear. Now, in that training camp, um, how long do you give yourself between the, the first day to the fight? How many weeks, roughly? Um, I don't really structure. I, I don't really structure it that well. It's just I think it's basically from the day that I hear that I'm gonna fight, I start going to be more, be more um, focused. You know. And I've had like like I fought five times since since I came back to fighting, like in, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and a couple of those were, were short notice anyway, you know. So I fought like on two days notice. Wow. And I fought on on uh, and yeah, and then I fought on like like a couple of weeks notice for Ben Hayden, you know. And Ben Hayden fought on short notice as well, so like props to him too. But uh, so a couple of those were even a uh, short notice, you know. So tell me, what was that like then? Fighting oh, one on second, two days one notice. Guys, can you quiet down a little bit, please? Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to ask you, what was that like then fighting on short, like two days notice? They just give you a call, like, hey, Rod, do you want to fight on Saturday? Like, what's the, what's yeah. the story behind that? There was, um, man, the, the story behind that was I, was I was talking to Ben. Um, I was talking to Ben one day and I was like, man, it would be pretty gangster if you, if you, you know, like fighting on a couple of days notice or like short notice on, on the day's notice or whatever. Just talking like that, I'm like, that would be cool to do that one day. And then he literally called me a few days later. I was like, hey, man, we, we have a uh, fight fell out in in, uh, in Gold Coast. Do you want to take it? And that was actually, to be completely honest, that was actually four days before, I think, or maybe five days before. And I said no, because I was I was really unfit. I wasn't, I hadn't been training. And I was like, nah, man, that, like, that's just like, I know I, I told you that, but that's not the moment to do that now. And then he called me two days later with the same, like, man, the, like, another fight fell out. Like, we really need you. Something like that, you know? And then I was like, ah, man, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> so I did it. I think it was something like that. I didn't do it on four days. And then he called me again. And, and then when he called me, I was like, ah, let's go. But it, 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 wasn't a simple, it wasn't a simple decision. I called a couple of friends. Most of them said it probably wasn't a, better, uh, a good idea. <laughs> and I was like, man. And then... um. Yeah, I think I, I called Jack, I called AJ, which is the guy that eventually went with me. Um, and yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, um, it wasn't easy, but I called, like Ben called me on the, on the second time and maybe a, a couple of hours later I called him and I agreed to the fight and I was flying that same day, maybe maybe two, three hours later. Yeah. All right, man. That is gangster. Yes, yeah, so I was. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that is gangster. Yeah, I was. I was sitting. I was sitting down on the couch with my parents. They were visiting from Melbourne, and then my mom was like, "There's no way, you don't do it." <laughs> and then, and I was like, "Mom, I'm gonna go. Don't tell me." And then, yeah. <laughs> and then three hours later, I was, I was on my way to the airport. Yeah. It was. It was fun. It was very nervy, but it was super fun. <laughs> wow oh wow man that's it that's kind of yeah. impressive so now since we're on the topic of like um like fighting i we're halfway through the we're pretty much over halfway through the year right now we're in july do you plan to fight again or do you have anything booked for the rest of the year yeah um no i don't have anything booked um i've been trying to like i've i've, I've been um i've been told that i can i'll, I'll have the shorter of the of the of the featherweight if everything goes according to plan, right? Not nothing's nothing's promised. Everything changes every day with with uh, with MMA. But I think if if I think uh, the champion is Jack Jenkins, I think he's booked to fight Muhammad Alavi. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I think they're gonna fight, and then I'll get the winner of that. Um, but I didn't, I don't really want to wait too much, you know. So because of a few of the of the cards being being delayed because of COVID, mm. um, I, at the end of the day, I'm gonna do what, what Ben thinks is best for me to do, you know. But if it's gonna take too long, I, I just wanna, I wanna be active, you know. I'll be, I've, like, I started fighting in October, and I fought, I fought like. Last time I fought, I think they told you told, uh, on the broadcast, I think it's every 47 days I fought once or something since I started fighting. So I just want to keep active. I feel like I, I have a, you know, if I can keep uh, the ball rolling, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, you learn a little bit, then you fight. I just feel good. I feel good if I if I stay active, you know. So depending on how things pan out and if it's going to take too long, I've been trying, man. I've, I've, I've said some names to Ben. A couple of people refused, to be completely honest, you know. Um, wow, okay. I don't want to start too much internet bullshit, but a couple of people don't want to fight. Um, and, um, yeah, but um, hope, hopefully soon, you know. I, th- there's a, I think there's supposed to be a card in October in Perth. Yeah, um, that's, that's nothing, what I've been told. Yeah, if there's nothing booked for, for then. Yeah, uh, in terms of the, of the title shot or, or, or anything like that, I, I want to take a fight there. I don't care who it is. Just give me someone to fight with the guys awesome. in Perth. Man. Well, yeah. hey, Tanner, if you're listening to this podcast, get this man a fight. <laughs> He's ready to go. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> like, uh, and October's a good time as well because you've got a couple months to prepare, even though you don't really actually sound as if you really need the time at all. But uh, when there's one thing I like to ask every fighter, really. Uh, if you know, uh, if there's anybody in any organization, I just don't think of it as a call out, but uh, yeah. anybody in any organization uh, in general who'd like to fight, who would it be? Who would it be? Man, um, I would like to fight. Um, I don't know, man. I, I honestly would like to fight like a like a, a high level jujitsu guy than I am, like a like a black belt and like. Like someone like like Bruno Malfasini, for example, he's fighting MMA, but he's too he's too little. He's, he flies a flyweight, but someone like that, you know, maybe like um, uh, I don't know, man, like a Ryan Hall type of dude. They'll be sick to to fight. Um, like a really if I'm if I'm like I'm nowhere at the level that he is. I'm not trying to um call Ryan Hall out, but if that's the like if you ask me, you can fight anyone you want. Someone like that, you know, maybe a BJ BJ Penn when he was better at at, at his. At his prime, you know, now, now he's um he kind of fell off a little bit, but I'm not the high level jujitsu guy that that they also transitioned MMA. I think that'll be fun, you know. Awesome, awesome, man. Because you all, yeah. it seems like I'm always paired up with like strikers, and and um, it's always that oh, I can rock take him down. That always that narrative. I think it would be fun to be like to fight someone that is supposed to be better than me in jujitsu. You know, I think there'll be there'll be like an interesting, interesting fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely that for sure. Now, there's just one thing I wanted to uh, ask before we uh, all fin- finish this up, man. Because I gotta get my back yeah. back to work. Uh, now, yeah. <laughs> you've been fighting for for quite some time. You've been competing for quite some time, and it, it, then you know, I don't believe in the idea that everyone is a self-made man. You know, I've always believed that there's always people and a camp behind every you know successful figure. So I just wanted you yeah. to say this. Um, just want to ask you if you could take the time or just for this question is there anyone who you want to give a quick shout out to or any sponsors you want to give it thank or is there anyone in particular you want to get extend some gratitude to yeah yeah you're right no one no one makes it by themselves you know and, and in terms of like who are the people that help me get to where i am like obviously they know who they are you know but um 
like my like my closest training partners, Marco, Jack. They, they've been with me for for many many years, and and through everything that I that I've gotten close to achieving, you know, all my all my world championships, all my national titles, and everything, they they were all close to me. Uh, they all trained with me. So Jack, Marco, uh, all the boys from Brazil, you know, uh, Felipe, my coach, all the training partners over there, and. Um, a massive shout out to to Scrappy. You know, since I since I moved back to uh, to Perth, I started training at Scrappy MMA with, with Ben Vickers and the guys there. And uh, it's been like one of the best experiences I've had training wise. You know, uh, training with those boys. So so I appreciate them as well. And just a shout out to to um, Street X. You know, as a supporter that I have, Browse, my my um, my jiu-jitsu sponsors. Um, yeah, there's a couple of other, other things in, in talks, but um, yeah, thanks to those guys. Awesome. Well, man, I really appreciate you taking the time out of this. Uh, time out of your oh, day. Oh, sorry. This. Before, before, before I forget, thanks, <laughs> thanks to everyone at Cost as well, all my students, all my training partners here who um, mm. I train, like I, I said, I train at uh, Scrappy for, for, you know, my MMA and, and stand up and, and with all those guys, but all my jujitsu is done in house with, um, with my with my students and my friends that, that train here with me at Costa. So, massive thank you to these guys as well. Awesome. That's, that's important. You don't want to miss that out. <laughs> yeah, it's important. I almost forgot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, man, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time out of it. All the best for the future, man. And at the, at the next uh, fight that you have, hopefully in October, if you get booked in, I will definitely be there, man, cheering you on. For sure. For sure, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Good to chat. All right. You take care, man. All the best. Bye-bye. Thanks, brother.